This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I'm about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. This is Adventurer Chops, and with me is my companion, Craig WK. And my old mentor. A little glitch. <laughs> He's not so old, I guess. <laughs> Never mind. Oh. And this week, we are talking about Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, subtitled Indiana Jones, the video game. <laughs> yeah, it was released by Naughty Dog for the PlayStation 3 on November 19th, 2007. This action-adventure game stars Nathan Drake on his quest to find El Dorado, the city of gold. So Nathan is a proposed descendant of... A Sir Francis Drake. Sir Francis, Francis Drake. Drake. I immediately liked this game because it played off of historical figures. Yeah. I really... Part of the things that I really enjoy to watch and read and and play are things that take historical, that are called historical fiction. So it it takes things in history and it has some sort of fiction applied to it, whether it's a turn of events, this is what really happened, but it was a cover up, or like, what if this person did this? Yeah. Um, So this game is right up my alley, not just also a adventure game and like Indiana Jones because it is a historical fiction game. Mm-hmm. And this is Naughty Dog's first attempt at an, a, a game based on like people because everything else before that they were doing was Crash Bandicoot and Jack, Jack and Dexter, Dexter which are based on like animals and their own you know, like, non-fictional yeah. you know, adventures and this is the first time. Um, what's funny about Naughty Dog though it, uh, when this game was released they were already purchased by Sony. Yeah. So when Crash Bandicoot came out uh, Naughty Dog was their own entity um, and hmm. unfortunately, Naughty Dog didn't own the rights to Crash Bandicoot. So uh, Universal Interactive Studios had the rights to Crash Bandicoot. Oh, I didn't so know that. when they were going to do Jack and Dax. Jack and Daxter. Uh, uh, He's so, close enough with yeah. Daxter that he knows him as Dax. Yeah, we're, we're, we're pals. We know oh, each other. We've been around for years. On yeah. the regs? Yeah, Dax is oh, cool. Okay. We're, in, we're in the club together. Uh, Sony was like, I don't want this to happen again. So they purchased Naughty Dog. Back in 2001. Mm. Uh, So at this time, uh, everything was owned by Sony. What I thought was probably one of the most interesting things about Uncharted, uh, much like the glitch is saying here, the the sort of that historical real world side of things, is that you have Naughty Dog Studios and they make Crash Bandicoot, an anthropomorphic 
Bandicoot. They make Jack and Daxter this like you know weird sci-fi fantasy series. And then they're like, okay, well, let's go ahead and dis- like moving forward, you know, let's let's tone it the fantasy back just a pinch and make a real world adventure story. And then The Last of Us, this post apocalyptic like not like uh, like a, a survival horror game. And it's just crazy that they went in such an odd direction compared to what they had done previously, and it worked out so well for them. I, I think it's great though. They they pushed the boundaries of what they had been doing before. By taking it in a whole nother direction that they have never tried. It it reminds me almost of like uh like a, almost like a director who's like, okay, I've made a whole bunch of like, you know, like uh uh like Disney cartoon movies, like you know, talking animals and stuff, and like the studio's like, okay, what are you gonna do next? And he's like, I'm gonna do Schindler's list. And it's like, <laughs> wait, what? I'm sorry, like we're like I like this is great. Like I'm glad you're going in this direction. Like this is gonna be artistic and beautiful, but like what happened to the the cartoon animal seeking and stuff? Like right. you know, it's just such a weird far cry. Not to be confused with the Far Cry series, you know. I get what you're saying. You know, it's just yeah, it's it's insane. It's insane that there was such a big jump. And and like you said, Chops, it's it's great that it worked out for them. And I am glad that you know, because I mean, you know, Crash Bandicoot was successful. Good on mm-hmm. them for that. And you know, I think Jack and Daxter did well for them. I. Uh, but I mean, you know, they now have like critical acclaim. You know, this is this is them doing more artsy stuff. You know, with like The Last of Us and you know even Uncharted to an extent. Yeah, this game uh, went on to sell more than one million copies in ten weeks when That's it was crazy. released. Yeah, this was a big holiday hit for Sony and the PlayStation Three for that year. You know, uh, because I I don't think that Sony had a ton of other games. You know, for PlayStation Three, that was like you know that were mm. big hits, and so I think this was their big draw. That were Sony released games specifically. Right. Yes, I know. Uh, at the end of the PlayStation Three cycle, this actually ended up being the 19th best selling game for yeah. the system. Really, and, and this game was originally teased in 2006 at E3, and it took two years for them to to develop the game. And I think newer incarnations of it, they use mocap for it, just like they did for The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. But like the realism with this game was pretty big for the PlayStation Three. I think at the time you know you, you have games coming out that push the graphical levels of games this one did it and created a genre or, or helped define a genre of adventure games out there right now because you have like heavenly sword is one of the other adventure games uh that was out it was mm-hmm. but it was more hack and slash like god of war but mm-hmm. 2007 2007 is a big year for video games and it's uh i just want to Talk about this a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I'll let you continue. Yeah, 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 yeah. So 2007. Yeah. This game is retro? Yeah, it's retro. It's older than 10 years. It's older than 10 years. So yeah. everything older than 10 years is retro. Yes. I mean, yeah, basically. So you're telling me the movie 300 is retro? Yeah. At this point, I mean, I have bad With, news for you, Glitch. We're you you want to tell me that Soldier Boy's Crack That Soldier Boy is a retro track? Yeah, I mean, I don't even consider it. I consider it an oldie. It's an oldie. <laughs> Honestly, they say the 90s are old. 90s are considered oldies now. 2007, Chops. Yeah, 2007. I mean, that is just a few years old after the 90s. Like, like it's it's very depressing. I realize this glitch, (laughs) and I and I I have bad news for you. So so put down the tapioca pudding (laughs) and listen up. Put in your hearing aid glitch because here's the thing. Ten years ago was a long time. Ten years ago is a third of our existence, roughly. Right. 
I'm gonna cry right now. Uh, that, I mean, that's just how <laughs> it goes. True. It, that's it's true. It's, it's not fun to think about, but like when 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 Chops was like, "Okay, this is the game we're doing." I double, I did double check the date because I was like, "Okay, there's like no way, right?" I was just playing this not that long ago on the HD version because yeah. it came with my PlayStation Four. Yeah, there's an HD version of this game. The glitch. game is old enough that they came out with an HD version glitch. Skyrim? What did you say about Skyrim? <laughs> exactly. 2007. What other monumental games came out that year? Can you guys guess? I I'm, I can't think off the top of my head. It's been too long, chaps. <laughs> it's been my memories. My um, memories not what it used to be. Uh, specifically for the PlayStation? No, just in general. I'm say probably like Gears of War two or something. Uh, I didn't write that one down. I'm oh, not okay. a huge All right. Well, then go ahead and give us an Assassin's list. Creed game. Probably came out that yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, God of War there. two came out. Okay. Okay. All right. Halo 3 came out that year. Oh, that's a pretty big one. Bioshock came out that year. Oh, that's a big one. Crisis Core came out that year. Crisis what? Final Fantasy. Crisis Core. Oh, to heck with you, (laughs) Chops. Anyways. The big name game, (laughs) Crisis Core. Let me me keep going. I know. I just want to add that one in there. It's a funny thing. Unreal Tournament 3 came out that year. Hmm. Portal came out. Wow. Fantastic game. 2007's a solid year. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, or Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare came out. These are some classic retro games I'm hearing right now. Rock Band came out in 2007. Okay, this is... uh, Super Mario Galaxy came out in 2007. It's a good oh. year in gaming. Wow. It is a solid year in gaming. Those and, are just some uh, of the highlights. Are you telling me that I get to finally cover a Super Mario Galaxy? <laughs> yes, you of do. <laughs> I just wanted to list some games that may be coming up in the future. <laughs> That's, uh, I, I mean, the, the beautiful thing about us getting older for this show is that, you know, more and more games will become available to us as we, as we, you know, cover them. <sighs> Don't mind the solitary Why? tear roll down my for? cheek. What was that my for? My age. Uh, oh, but, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah it, was, it was, yeah, me being old. I, but I, yeah, that is an amazing year. Isn't it? Like, like and don't get me wrong, a fair amount of those games aren't necessarily my jam. You know, they're not the games no, that I'm super into. No, but as far as popularity, a, yeah, Call of Duty 4, list. like, redefined the Call of Duty franchise as a, like, competitive multiplayer game. Same thing with Unreal Tournament as a competitive multiplayer game. Portal and Half-Life, I think, was on that list as well, because you also had Team Fortress 2 that came out that year. Like, they had the Orange Box. You guys remember the Orange Box? Oh, yeah, the Orange Box was man. awesome. That was released. So there was a lot of, I feel like, uh, bar level, like raising games that came out that year. This being one of them and has led to, I think, or at least extended the cinematic experience of video games because you had a lot of it with Metal Gear Solid, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, and those games. But this one, I think, was the first, like, easily accessible to a wider audience. I can cinematic that. game that was out there. Oh yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. It's it's not a super complex game by any stretch. Uh, Uncharted, you know, it's uh, you know, there, there's a little bit of platforming, you know, there's a little bit of like you know, like you know, there's running gun fights, gun. yeah, yeah, you know, there, there's vehicles which are always bad anyways the vehicle, <laughs> vehicle controls were really bad in this game yeah i remember in the even in the hd version the i just remember playing and thinking like man they could have done this a little better yeah like even in the hd version like come on guys like you could step it up a bit more yeah it wasn't the best but again yeah this game i think led the way for a lot of those games we enjoy now like red dead redemption these cinematic movie-esque games mm-hmm. um and this game is 
pretty much Indiana Jones. Like it, it is. If, yeah. it, if it wasn't, then it then uh, this would be Indiana Jones. If Indiana Jones exists, this would be it. Yeah, the executive pro- programmers who worked on this game said that Indiana Jones and National Treasure were tr- the true inspiration for the storyline. Yeah. Nash- wait. The, National Treasure. The, National Treasure. The Nicolas Cage, Cage movie? Because now yeah. those are older than 10 years. And they also oh. said uh, the style of gameplay that they were looking for, uh, Resident Evil 4, Kill Switch, and Gears of War were, were what kind of inspired them to go in the direction yeah, of the third-person shooter. Yeah. You have um, cover to hide behind. Yeah. It's shooting. I, I get that. Okay. But like, like when I think of like Uncharted, I do not think of Gears of War gameplay. Like The, the hiding behind walls, you okay, should. fair enough. But like when I think Gears of War, I think running at mole men with a chainsaw. <laughs> oh. And there's not much mole men, and there's not but many there is, chainsaws. It, it is very much like Gears of War, because you sprint up to guys, and you can like haymaker and punch them. You can run up to cover, throw grenades over from behind. It is a down to its core, very similar to Gears of War. Haymaker, chainsaw. Okay. Haymaker, chainsaw. <laughs> it's. I said in its core. I didn't mean all the way. Oh, I'm just thinking in my head which I'd rather be playing right now. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Anyways, but this game I felt like did an amazing job. It has amazing voice acting in it. You have... Oh, I will, oh, I will yes. say that uh, so many games that we've covered that has voice acting, I have to like sort of apologize to the, the our <laughs> listeners and be like, listen, th- th- this game is is great, but you know what? Just the voice acting is really bad. I'm really sorry. We're finally able to get into the good voice That's acting. True. This is an era where we're starting to get better voice acting, and yes. that is uh, awesome. You know, that is great because you know the the video game industry in like the the. You know what would I? What would it be like? Late nineties, early two thousands. It was dominated by the fact that, like, you know, they just like they didn't care. They were just like, say your lines, and they're like, well, what's the emotion behind it? And they're like, hit the button. Uh, don't care. Say the lines, and then they're like, or they had the developers, like people in the company, do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, ridiculous. Oh, my stuff dad like wants that. to be on a video game. Oh, sure, yeah, bring him in. He'll voice this character. <laughs> Grab the janitor. We need another voice. Yeah. Hello, my name is. Margaret, am I playing a woman? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it, uh, uh, Robert. Just, just say the lines. All right. Okay. You know, and it's so like you know, you you have people who are totally unqualified, or or have not been given direction yeah. because you know, in some video games in in around this era, you know, you're you find like you hear like, oh, that's an amazing voice actor. Why mm-hmm. did that come out so? terrible and it's because they had no direction they weren't given any any context for anything you know and so uh yeah so it's 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 an awesome kind of benchmark for gaming in this this era that you know uncharted had good voice acting right and you had nolan north as nathan drake mm-hmm. and he's done the whole series he's done all the nathan uh uncharted games and nolan north is also just a, a really good voice actor and actor in general he's been in a whole bunch of different things i think he uh took over as the ghost in destiny that character is his voice oh. um he didn't really have a big I, I was looking through his list he didn't really have a big role in voice acting in any game prior to this really because like he's the main character in this game, right. everything yeah. else it was kind of just extras or side. I noticed, uh, he, I, th- I don't know, maybe he was known for this? Pimp My Ride the video game. I mean, I saw he did oh, a voice really? for that. That's <laughs> funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> With Exhibit? That's <laughs> oh, amazing. Man. But yeah, so it looked like this was his big 
I would I could see that as happening because and like you had said, Craig, like it, this drew this era drew in a lot of quality to games in all aspects, whether it was voice acting, d- direction, storytelling, mm-hmm. DLC, design of the game, like the, everything's kind of stepping their level up. And uh, maybe this was his his springboard or diving board, whatever the, the phrase is, and him and kind of developing springboard. Die. We don't want him to take a swan dive. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. But anyways, this probably put him on the map. And what's funny is that this character is is very similar to a real-life person, actor that's out there, um, Mm -hmm. who recently did a short of him playing as Nathan Drake. Really? It was Nathan Fillion. Oh, oh, yeah, I can see that. Because Nathan Drake's, like, sarcastic, but he's... He's a man, like chauvinistic a little bit, but he's driven. He has heart. He, you know, he's he's got charisma to him. And Nathan Fillion kind of fits that role. Um, and he did a short of this, and it was released, I think, on College Humor or something. Yeah, no, like it was that. a great short, and, and, it, and it he's fits perfect. perfect. Yeah, it he's does. perfectly fit for it. What's unfortunate is that there is an Uncharted movie in the works. Is Nathan Fillion going to be the main guess character? Guess who's currently slated to play Nathan Fillion? Who? Tom uh, Holland. Who? Who is Spider-Man? Oh. oh, he's supposed to play like a young Nathan Drake. It's 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 in pre-production, so it's, there's nothing filmed yet. There's not even a full cast. Brian Cranston is rumored to be in it, which I doubt he'll be in it. But Brian Cranston's pretty good. Yeah, but he's supposed to be Sully, who's like this mustache, bald-headed guy. Do you know who would be the perfect Sully? And his name's gonna escape me because I'm trying to think of it. But from the Evil Dead series, what's his name? Oh, uh, like the 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 main uh, yeah. guy, uh, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. He would be the perfect Sully. Uh, I don't know, maybe, because <laughs> Sully's the more sarcastic out of any of them. Sully's more sarcastic, but he's he's he looks like he feels like an old army guy, like like he's got grit to him. And I don't think I Bruce Campbell has grit. Oh no, but I would I would argue that at least Bruce Campbell has that. You he's think so? Yeah, I think he's got grit. I, I mean, he know. he plays uh 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 you know uh. Uh, the dude who's in, you know, Evil Dead, who's the, the character dude who's name. Evil the Evil Dead, Ash, Ash uh, yeah, Ashley yeah. Williams. His name's Ashley Williams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Sorry, I, I've been a while since I've seen the oh, movies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say that he's got a fair amount of grit to him. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I could maybe see I that. I, I don't think I could see that because he's because Sullivan's like a he's like a cigar smoking Hawaiian shirt where well, well he was, was like, <laughs> never mind was like, I forgot not? I'm now I'm picturing burn notice and the fact that Bruce Campbell was a Hawaiian shirt wearing and that's actually what I want to give to or uh, in burn notice yeah Did, yeah I always felt there was a relation like so burn notice came out the same year uh-huh and I always thought they were kind of similar it has the the young guy, the young guy, the, the, the female who's helping him along the way, and then the kind of like I'm true. the pilot, you know, cigar smoking. What do you want to do? And that's where I always got the Bruce Campbell wow. correlation because I always felt like Bruce Campbell was solely. No wonder I like Burn Notice so much. <laughs> I really enjoyed Burn Notice. Um, so yeah, so it's Drake. Uh, he has Sir Francis's Drake's, uh, I think, journal, and he's trying to find a, a, those way to El Dorado, which is the city of gold. Yeah, and he goes over, you know, the whole the whole world, basically finding clues while trying to not be found out by these other people who are trying to steal the gold or the city or the location or whatever it is, and. You go to whole whole different worlds, almost like it's just it's the the. 
countries chops. They're called countries. But they feel like they feel like worlds though. Like they they, they do such a good job of representing our world and in the countries. Like it, it's just so they're very unique while the gameplay is fluid through them. So I I will say I uh, when I when I was playing this game for the first time on the HD collection, I was going through the game, and I'm like, okay, this isn't bad. This is kind of fun. You know, there's. The puzzles are kind of fun because let's chat a little bit about the gameplay. We've not even really touched on it. No, no, we haven't. It. Sorry. Uh, it's you know it's sort of puzzle platformer stuff. You know you you kind of hop around on uh, you know like different ledges and it's stuff. Like a parkour. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, parkour like Assassin's stuff. Creed style game, and you're collecting items. There's collectibles in the game, yeah. but mostly it's just to solve the puzzle. Yeah, yeah. So so you know I'm playing through this game and I'm thinking like oh, okay. Kind of fun, kind of you know. Okay, he gets he gets this like map, you know, to to El Dorado, or or he gets clues to El Dorado, mm-hmm. or whatever, and uh, that immediately catches my attention because you know, like the like the like you had said earlier, the historical stuff is a lot of fun to me. A lot of that, like you know, I uh, I. Uh, sort of mythology stuff mm-hmm. not necessarily just as, as heavy-handed as something like god of war where it's like you're actually dealing with those like norse and and you know uh, uh greek gods and stuff uh but uh but you know the fact that he's hunting down el dorado the city of gold it's like oh okay this is kind of cool and he goes to like the amazon and he you know goes hunting around through the the jungles and stuff and he finds a submarine and at first i was like oh okay this is kind of weird this is a little odd you know it's this abandoned german Submarine. Why would there be an abandoned German submarine? Oh my God, he's going to be dealing with Nazis, isn't he? And he goes in and he's like, "Oh no, the Nazis left a U-boat behind." And I'm like, "This is just Indiana Jones. This is Indiana Jones fan fiction. It's Indiana Jones fan fiction." It's not all the Nazis. Fair enough. Fair enough. But the fact that they had to tie in the Nazis. Who other submarine would be there? An Amazonian submarine? I don't think so, Craig. Maybe they don't need it to be a submarine. It was the Jamaican submarine. Uh, from the West Indies. <laughs> we still have to look into that. Yeah, we still have to Episodes ago, we made mention of the fact that uh, uh, Jamaica was referred to as the West Indies, and we didn't do that research like we were supposed to. Oops. Uh, yeah, we, we need to look into that. Uh, but... I just felt like you know what you could have put anything else in there. It didn't. It, it didn't have to be a German U-boat. Maybe it followed suit with you know uh, Hitler was looking for a ton of weird supernatural things during the war. Was he not? No, that is true. So this aligns with it. Maybe, maybe don't write Indiana Jones <laughs> fan fiction and write your own story. Hey. Don't be wrong. Like Uncharted does a lot of great stuff, but when I hit that, it just to me, I like hit a brick wall. I was just like, okay, so it's just like we're just throwing in Nazis because it's like cliche. Like you just got to throw in Nazis in an adventure like this. It's you could have done anything else, and you could have like like you said, the Nazis aren't the main villain, no, or anything. They just had a submarine down here. You could have found this clue anywhere else instead of in a Nazi submarine. I don't know. I I disagree. You, like you don't think that they could have thought of anything else? Oh, I'm sure they could have, but I like the fact that they use that. I just like it, I to like me it. the it just like it, it was just like oh all right it so was too easy it, yeah it was very very easy writing it was very like okay so we need another clue here who gives them the clue and somebody was like I don't know how about the Nazis and somebody was like I don't know <laughs> all your your weird <laughs> dumb characters sound like exactly yeah. like that. I don't know, I don't know. the Nazis. And then, like, somebody was like, no, 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 we could definitely think of something better. And then someone else walked in the room, and they're like, uh, they uh, they have uh, pizza in the other room. And they're like, okay, yeah, Nazis are fine. Let's go get something to eat. <laughs> That's basically how it went. 
Sure, yeah, it's basically how it went. Anyways, it's a third-person shooter, lots of guns to choose from. The aiming isn't that great. There's, yeah, there's points at when like cutscenes go, and then it, it cuts into gameplay. You're already being shot at. Oh, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. that's funny. I want to talk about a scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it was when the fortress, uh, when you're in the fortress, there's a scene where Drake's looking at uh, his map. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, examining it. And all of a sudden, he's getting shot at. Yeah. And his reaction is like, oh, son of a biscuit. Yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> and he's just like, all right, I, word here. I, I better just hide behind some some walls or something so I stop getting shot at. The regenerating regenerating health thing, I, I feel like it's such a, it's very common. It's a crutch. But I feel like it's such an easy way to, to get through gameplay nowadays. But this is, this is in the beginning of that. You know? Well, is it though? Halo 3 came out the yeah, same Halo year as this. See, but that was futuristic space stuff. Well, it was still shields. regenerating health. I know. I'm, I'm trying to find some underlying. I would say Assassin, Assassin's Creed has regenerating health. I believe that started in 2005 or six. So, yeah. yeah it, so, it, I guess it's not. Like, like whatever. It, it okay, I'm a- wrong. Is that what you want to hear? You want to hear me? I'm wrong. As always. always, What do you say? I I feel like they they were going for more about the cinematic experience like we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. So the gameplay isn't the main, I don't think, main concern. Uh, But the regenerating health, I just always felt like that's such a, I don't know, I'm kind of against it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just because of the old schoolness of NES games, high scores and everything like that, they just kind of went to a different direction. So. No, and and I I I think you're right though, uh, glitch. When you when you say that, like you know, uh, or the both of you really uh, had mentioned this that you know it, it's it was more about the cinematic experience. It was more about like okay, like yeah, we can have Drake get shot in the arm and he just passes out from blood loss right. and he's just immediately done, or we can have him get hit, run around a corner, and then he feels better because right. we want him. We want these people to get to the next level, and yeah, we want it's them a, to keep playing. Sure, sure, and it, it is a. a, a "Quote unquote realistic game. Mm-hmm. It's set in the real world, but let's face it. By the end of the adventure, like if you counted up the amount of times you had been hit, at least me with you know not being quite as good as maybe some other players out there, like the, like I'm sure the doctor would be like, "There's no medical explanation for how you're alive right, right now." Right. You know, the, the examiner, <laughs> I mean, that's what the, but that's what video games are. That's an escape from reality. And, you know, yeah, and, and that is a big thing, uh, uh, you know, about video games. And I get that. It's just you know, it is funny that like when you think about it in a more realistic sense, it's just like doctor's just sitting there and he's like. Oh yeah, no. There's no reason you're alive right now. Like, how are you a vampire? Like, what happened? <laughs> because they have thrown like a first aid kit there, or like a, oh, some herbs throughout yeah, the game. Yeah, you know the, all those uh, uh, Nazi first aid kits that are lying around the Amazon. <laughs> that's, Amazon. That's why the not you know that you needed to get the yeah, German in, World War Two issue uh, uh, med rations. kits. Yeah, yeah, we throw them in random barrels. I don't know why you always find uh, health kits in barrels and stuff. It's because uh, someone God, put God am- placed them there. Um, <laughs> somebody put ammo in first aid kit in this barrel. Yeah. How convenient. Um, so, anything else before we get into some of the music of this? I Yeah, so uh, I, I did want to uh, sort of, like, you know, kind of just vaguely touch on the fact that, like, you know, the, the gimmick of this game is that, you know, Nathan Drake is hunting for El Dorado. Mm-hmm. And El Dorado is, uh, there's a lot of interesting history behind it. Obviously, it's not real, 
But for a stretch of time, the the old world, like Europe, really, really thought it was real. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of funny when you think about it in hindsight, though, because El Dorado was sort of real, right? Like, the Spanish conquistadors came over, and, like, there was tons of gold in, like, Incan cities and stuff. And they pillaged it, and they came back, and they're like, yeah, we heard about this city of gold. And it's like, you jerks! You took all the gold! There's no more gold in cities! And so, like, if you look through, like, the history of, like, you know... Uh, 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 you know, Spanish conquer- conquerors into South America and stuff. And, and, you know, other countries started eventually coming to South America as well. It's just really interesting that, like, you know, they came back and it almost makes you wonder, like, did they come back with, like, nothing, quote unquote, wink? And they're like, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that we've heard there's a city of gold somewhere out there. You know, and it's like, oh, maybe, maybe you knew that there was a city of gold because you were just there. Right. Or they're making it up to make it seem like they are valuable and they need to go back. Because they wanted more gold. (laughs) They wanted to be treated as like man gods in this like, you know, uh, uh, new world. Uh, But yeah, I I, I thought the the El Dorado approach was kind of interesting. I want to get into a little bit of the speedrunning. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, the current any percent record owned by Erims, there's 22 chapters in total. Mm -hmm. uh, Do you want to give a guess, Chops? I know the number. You know the number? Know. Okay. Well, oh, you, well then, all right. It's all on me. So, yep. so 22 chapters. Okay, because I'm not as big into speed running it, so it always falls into me to guess. <laughs> always make me look like an idiot. I get it. Uh, um, let's not go down that route, because, you know, I always make You're right, me because look I'm never like an, an idiot. idiot. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, I... So I, I don't know. I, there's a lot of cutscenes and stuff. So I'm going to say that the speed run is I don't know. Maybe well, you can ways. skip the cutscenes. Oh, okay. Yeah. There is a skip for them. I, I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember. I uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, uh, hour hour and a half. We'll say. So the current record is 44 minutes and 16 seconds. Wow. And a lot of that. Where did you look that up? Uh, oh, yeah, that's the that's the any percent, any percent for PS3. Yeah, for PS3. So there is uh, the PS4 version is different. Um, it runs a little bit faster, so there is a shorter time for that. Did you have that time? So there's a there's a PS4 any percent, and that one is considered the no airwalk one because there's a glitch you can do called the airwalk where it like lets you like walk. You can go out of bounds basically, oh. and walk and walk basically to through chapters and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So that <laughs> speed run that's no airwalk on the PS4 is 39 minutes and 19 seconds. So almost uh, what about five minutes five less? Five minutes, yeah. Um, so a lot of things they do in both versions is this prancing. prancing. So when Drake is like walk- the reindeer, when he's running, it's slower than if he were to jump. So when they're doing the the runs, they're actually just doing all these little jumps, and it looks like he's just prancing around <laughs> the levels. Uh, when people are shooting at you, uh, he does run faster. So when people are shooting, Drake is running run. for the most part. Yeah, uh, but something they use is a wall clipping, and it's. The main way to go through the speed runs. It skips a lot of cutscenes. It skips uh, actually chapters as well in this run. Mm-hmm. Um, you put your back to the wall and you face down and you hit the trigger button to, to aim, the aim button. And you just keep mm-hmm. tapping it and you literally just walk through the wall. Oh. And it's anywhere in the game. You can do this anywhere on any wall, <laughs> even in invisible walls where it's kind of like crazy. a barrier. So uh, <laughs> there's a like the submarine, he can walk down into the water, climb in underneath the submarine, basically, and get to the end cutscene of the submarine instead of having to go through the whole thing. Oh, oh that's cool. And there's actually one part in Chapter 18. The chapter starts, you uh, go through like uh, mm-hmm. one of the tunnels, and you skip 
all the way to chapter 20, which skips the whole, like, finding the mutant... Um, the creatures. Yeah, you know, Sp- Spaniards and stuff, yeah. Yeah. So, the creatures, it skips that whole thing. Crazy. Uh, but another glitch uh, that they use is a, a, it's called a vine launch. And it's when you first get to the fortress, it's the big parkour part. And it's actually mm-hmm. one of the coolest levels in the game where you're climbing around the outside of the fortress trying to get inside. There's a vine, and it's right at the end of a ledge. And if you roll onto the cliff of the, of the ledge mm-hmm. and roll back on and grab onto the vine, it'll shoot you all the way <laughs> to the top of the fortress. And depending on how you do it, it can actually shoot you like into the courtyard, which is... Like a whole other section of the game. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I will say, though, one thing that I thought was really funny mm-hmm. is the this tells you basically how important the cutscenes and the cinematic of all of, every, of this whole game is. The speedrun record, we said, you know, PS4 version is 39 minutes. PS3 version is 44 minutes. Mm-hmm. The cutscenes total, if you were just watch the cutscenes. Yeah, how long? 55 minutes and 40 seconds. So you, They're longer than the cutscenes are longer than the game itself. Yeah, that sounds about right. I uh, And for the record, uh, when you called the, the technique prancing, I just have this mental image of like a guard rounding a corner and they're like, I think I hear something. And they turn the corner and they see Nathan Drake going, wah, 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 wah. And then they just go, I didn't see anything. <laughs> no, I didn't see anything either. All right, yeah, let's just go. It's just Nathan Drake going, wah, 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 skipping around. Oh gosh! Oh, Craig, I, you're, you're, I, I appreciate you. When Craig hears prancing, he thinks of uh, of uh, the Simpsons with apparently with uh, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. It's uh, you can't do this to me. I Lynch. can't do this. I, I'm on Noiseland Arcade. You got to give me the Simpsons reference. Oh my god, I I can't believe I'm doing this. Homer skipping through the land. Of no, chocolate? who's in uh, Bart's class? The <laughs> oh, well, uh, talk about Martin 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 Prince. Prince. Thank you so much. Look, fellas, the first uh, Snapdragon of the season. All right, so we're going to the music here. The soundtrack was composed by Greg Edmondson, who also did Un- Uncharted 2. Do you know what else he is known for? I do. Oh, do you? So, Glitch? No. Oh, so I, Craig will appreciate there's, this. Yeah, so there's a couple of series that he... So he has not done that many video games. He's done the Uncharted series, but he's done a lot of TV series. He's done Firefly. Mm-hmm. And King of the Hill. Yeah. What? Isn't that great? Which it's funny that you bring up The Simpsons being like the, the cartoon sitcom of uh-huh. the family. He's done episodes for King of the Hill. Right. Mm. I thought that was really weird. It's really weird, but it's great. I mean, it is. It's And it'd be good on him for, for branching out and doing such different things, like King of the Hill to Firefly to Uncharted to right. all the other things he's done. Because he's got a pretty uh, wide uh, uh, you know array of, you know, Portfolio of work. Yeah, he's got a pretty wide portfolio. Thank yes. you. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> the music's solid in this game. This music, is, it's it's cinematic. So Very cinematic. We're going to play Nate's theme, which is a choice that you and I had uh, for this the song. Is, I think Glitch probably liked the song as well. Uh, but this is Nathan Drake's theme. That's why it's called Nate's theme. Makes sense to me. Here we go.
I could listen to that all day. Super cinematic. Now, I've also got the theme for the Uncharted game as one of the choices. Which is funny because, to the best of my knowledge, didn't they like no longer like this is the theme only for this game, and then Nathan Drake's theme is sort of the main Uncharted theme moving forward? I think it is, but this one still it, it rings a bell to me. Yeah. So they may be using it in some way, shape, or form in the rest of the series. Bit of light motif in between the games. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I'm I'm not sure, but we'll we'll give it a listen here, and then we'll see what happens. It almost reminded me of like the Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, song. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I heard that too. Like right at the beginning, it really did. It, the other piece I love the fact of that we're able to do these newer games too is these full sounds, full soundtracks, like full orchestrated Orchestra, yeah. pieces. Mm-hmm. Because I love classical music. I love. Yeah. I love the themes and soundtracks to movies. You do too. I know sure. you do very much, Craig. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy. We got great voice direction, great sound direction now with these games that we're going to be able to do because this is retro <laughs> glitch. <laughs> I mean, there it could be more retro, but uh, oh, oh, now we're going to qualify <clears throat> it. We already did. It's 10 years. All right. So the next song we have is uh, The El Dorado. I really uh, I really dig the uh, uh, 
the like you know guitar strumming and stuff in that song. It was a cool mix of like almost electronic beats, but it was real drum set beats. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me of like what the '90s tried to do, where they would mix like genres, but it would just be really awful, <laughs> like in the Blade movies. Yeah, you know. <laughs> then they go to the nightclub, and it's just like weird mix of electric drum beats and and actual music. Yeah, I don't know. I really like the soundtrack. I think everybody should go and give it a good listen. And I, I kind of want to go watch the speed runs, but then I know that it, they'll skip the cutscenes, and I really want to watch the whole thing. <laughs> I bet you could so just like, watch... So I feel like I should just go play it. <laughs> I mean, I bet you could probably just watch the, what is it, 50-something minutes of video on uh, YouTube. Yeah, they're all available on YouTube if you just want to oh, cut but I want to see the, the gameplay, too. Oh, then go play the There's game. There's part of the Shops. stories there, too, guys. Then go play the okay, game. Okay, okay. Any last words on this? Anyone, anyone going once. If you enjoy Indiana Jones, I I think that you'll really appreciate Uncharted. Absolutely. Head over to our Discord, the Games Let Me Discord, and let us know what you consider to be retro. <laughs> oh, God, don't start this. Don't start this. I mean, we, we put in the, like, listen, Glitch. We're old. I'm sorry. <laughs> ten, 10 years ago was a long yeah. time. Do you remember what you were doing in 2007? Playing Uncharted. <laughs> well, it got me there. <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and go to our retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse on the Legend of Retro podcast. Retro relapse. All right. Yeah, Glitch, what, what did you... What did you punish us with this What side? did you hit us with? So I found a gem, believe it or not, on the... What uh, kind of gem? On the Super Nintendo. Gem? <laughs> a gem that uh, gives you cancer? I don't know what it is. It's called The Lawnmower Man, based on the film uh, released a year earlier in 1993. Two, two, three, Nine, two, three. <laughs> in the year of 1993, 2-3. <laughs> uh, we wow, that's in way far in the future. It was weird. It was real weird. They predicted that this would happen. It is a, a another licensed game. Yeah, published in Japan by Coconuts. Oh, of course, Coconuts. Under the title of Virtual Wars, but uh, the developer's sales curve. Well, that's a terrible name. What the? Uh, uh, North America though was released uh, released under THQ. Ah, THQ. Yeah, they were they were pumping out some uh, licensed games at that time, mm-hmm. and that's for that was for. SNES, which we played it on SNES. SNES. For Sega Genesis and Sega CD, it was released by Time Warner Interactive. I wonder if there's much of a difference between the two games. Maybe. Let's hope so. Because this game was weird. It was weird. So here's the thing. The the game is split in two. There's like run and gun sections. Mm -hmm. And then there's sections where you're in the virtual world where it's like, I think in mode seven, they use mode seven or whatever. And like you you sort of like uh, uh, fly forward and you have to like, you know, dodge stuff. It's like a race. It's a polygonal virtual world. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's almost like a a race sim, but it's on a rail as far as like how fast it's, it's scrolling at you and then you have to make sure you don't get hit. Those parts were garbage. Yeah. Those parts were really terrible. But I will say, I actually was doing okay at the running gun parts. Like, I wasn't too bad. I kind of enjoyed the running gun parts. Like, they weren't terrible. Mm-hmm. You had to collect uh, AOL DVDs. 
AOL Online. AOL Online Discs. AOL AOL CD Discs. When you got those, they upgraded. You also could get weapon upgrades, but when you got enough discs, you they morph into a virtual suit that gives you protection from one hit. I don't think we got that, did we? One time I had collected enough AOL Discs to glue together and make a suit of armor, and it didn't protect me from the one hit. The guy still just decked me right in the face and it hurt. Right, but it definitely gave you four years worth of AOL for free. Oh, four years, like <laughs> 40 years for free. This game, so the the movie premise is like a horror sci-fi movie. Let's start off with that. I had never seen the movie. You need to see it. I've it's got Pierce either. Brosnan in it. Really? And it's a terrible movie, which you like. <laughs> uh, but uh, this game is a horror piece in the fact that it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. It's a horrible game. So you, are you trying to hunt down down the lawnmower? Don, hunt down. Hunt down. Hunt down the lawnmower man. Or are you <laughs> the lawnmower man? No, so you are Dr. Angelo or Carla Parquet, which is the mother of Job's best friend. Who the heck Job is, other than a person in the Bible, I don't remember. But that's besides the point. You're hunting down the lawnmower man because he's become so smart that he's taken over your equipment in virtual reality and is like manipulating you and in, I mean, if, I could guess I could read the actual plot. He, hold, here's, on, here's, hold on. Okay. If he's so smart, why is he giving out all this free AOL? Because <laughs> he doesn't need it. He, he invented his own AOL. Oh, my it's God. Just, he's mocking everybody. <laughs> he must be stopped. So Dr. Lawrence Angelo is a scientist working for Virtual Space Industries in Project 5, a secret research facility that attempts to increase the intelligence of primates using psychotropic drugs in virtual reality. He's reluctant to use the research for military purposes, and after one of the chimps escapes and shoots a guard, <laughs> Dr. Angelo is given a forced vacation. While taking notes on, his, on the need for experiment with human subjects, he discovers Job Smith, a man with an intellectual disability who makes his living by doing odd jobs as mowing the grass. And that's like the actual thing. But the SNES continues the storyline after the point where the film ends. Job He's, transfers his mind into a, com a computer and then there is able to corrupt and destroy information systems all over the world and through a course of action which is implemented to bring about World War Three. For the record, uh, at the start of your description, I almost thought you were talking about Rise of the Planet of the Apes. No, this is uh, the big, it's not the, it's the movie plot. So does Rise of the Planet of the Apes, is it a spinoff of Lawnmower Man? It might be. Hmm. Where they never did human testing, they only did ape testing. It's an alternate reality. I mean, it, yeah. Hmm. Because he basically, I guess, melts down society and Dr. Angel discovers that Job has been acting under the control of a person known as the Doom Player. <laughs> Oh, well, now it's dumb because now there's someone else <laughs> controlling him. I liked it better when it was him just being a madman. Yeah, that's weird. Um, but yeah, weird. platforming, side scroller, shooting, weird. There's not much to this game. There's, there's yeah. not. It looks kind of neat. It's got some cool graphic like effects, like when you like teleport back in after dying and uh, going into the world, the VR world, which is weird. I mean, I could see how that would was probably cool. When the game came out, so yeah. 1983, I mean, we were practically cavemen. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because when did Star Fox come out? Oh, I have no 94, idea. Ninety four, yeah, five so had to have been before any we saw any kind of polygonal graphics. Like was that. this polygonal? Yeah. Well, when we're in the what virtual about Doom? world, Doom was polygonal. Do, do, the arcade, the, the computer game. 
I mean, yeah, but like not on a Super Nintendo. No, but I mean, this is when computers were becoming more relevant. Yeah, but but I, I think Glitch is just saying that like it was sort of revolutionary in the fact that it's on the Super Nintendo. Oh, okay. We're Sorry. seeing some polygons. Uh, Super it, Mario RPG? That was later. That was like 96. Was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah that was uh, later in the Super Nintendo life. Uh, maybe not 96. I think so, though. I'm just playing Devil's Advocate. It's not a good game. Let's oh, just no, get, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, let's get fine. back to the topic. It's fine. I was, just, I was just trying to think so, of it. So stuff. let's go ahead and, 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 and draw, like, you know, what are you putting in on the 8-bit scale? I, so. give it a, I give it a, oh, a two and a half. Wow. Two and a half seems a little low. What about you? Uh, uh, a little low? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mean a little high? Well, then what are you putting? I'm giving this game a one and a half. Wow, I uh, the running gun parts I was okay at, so I've given this a three out of eight. Wow, it's not good. That's sure, you know, that's very true. But I just feel like if you got rid of the dumb hokey, like oh, go traveling through virtual reality stuff, and it was just a running gun game in that style, it wouldn't be too bad. It wouldn't be. It's no contra three. The jumping but. was horrible, Craig. You remember how hard it was to jump on platforms. I guess I'm just better at you. <laughs> oh, oh, is that how it is? Okay, okay. I see how it is. I see how it is. So, Chops and I are going to argue off uh, uh, off mic for a few moments. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, well, listen to... You can, you can watch this retro relapse. If you want to. On YouTube. Make sure we plug that first. <laughs> yes. Because it's... Cause Chops. You could see our pain visually. That's what I want our listeners to to, to be seeing. Is that's my all pain they like? That's and I agony. That's all they over like about the show, Craig. It's us in pain. All right, no, that's probably actually, <laughs> you know what I mean. Accurate. So go to YouTube, look at Gamezilla Media's channel there, and you can see us playing this on there. Go ahead, Craig. And now, Chops and I are going to argue off mic, and uh, so go ahead and listen to our uh, uh, our advertisers. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month, plus a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Whoa, boom so Chops and I have hashed things out and uh, still haven't figured it out, but we're in agreement that we need to move on. Yeah, we we, we can't keep arguing forever. No. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, uh, chat about our opening music bracket. That's right. This week we have Persona 4 going up against Final Fantasy 9. Two pretty good role playing games. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Persona 4, uh, but they're very popular. Oh, yeah, no. Persona 4 and Final Fantasy 9 are both amazing RPGs. Uh they're both just great games. What year was Persona 4 released? Uh just within the 10th year. Oh, 2008. <laughs> Super retro. Super. 2008. Retro. I w- yeah, it, it is technically retro for us. It is over 10 years. <laughs> it counts. It counts, Glitch. it counts. It counts. I uh, yeah, so uh, uh, who is the composer of uh, uh, Persona 4? For Persona 4, we have Shoji Meguro. Yeah, so uh, Shoji Meguro, uh, we've talked about before. Uh, Shoji Meguro has, uh, was the one who did the music for uh, Trauma Center Under the Knife. Oh. Yeah. I have some respect now for this person. Right? Yeah, so the music in Persona 4 is uh, kind of poppy and sort of jazzy. It's, uh, uh, it's a real 
interesting uh, soundtrack. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, give that a listen. Pursue my true self from Persona 4. Can we listen to the next song so I can tell you which one I'm voting for? Oh, wow. <laughs> How do we feel about that, Craig? <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, it's they're, they're both great songs. Like if you they're if you like songs. if you if you like Final Fantasy IX's opening, which is our next song, of mm-hmm. course, composed by Nobuo Yamatsu, one of our, you know, the legends of uh, you know, video game composition. I mean, I don't blame you. I feel like there was some there was some oh, there deep was, sarcasm. Oh yeah, there was absolutely a uh, uh, you know uh, uh, a deep cut in there, which is funny because we don't want the listeners to know wh- who picked what glitch. All right, let's get into. <laughs> I thought the... I was playing Dance Dance Revolution for a second. There wasn't that song. You love Dance Dance Revolution. I mean, it, Dance Dance Revolution has some pretty great music. Yeah, it's right? got great music. It does. it does have great music. Pink Dinosaur, great song. All right, <laughs> Pink Dinosaur. All right, <laughs> all right. Let's get into you. The, shut up. Let's chops. get into the next song here. <laughs> You know what? I take back what I said. Can I just give another vote to last week's? What, what was it, Buck Bumble? You can't, you can't do two <laughs> votes to one. Yeah, listen, Glitch. You're going to make all the rules for this now, <laughs> don't you? You're going to have to vote on one. And here's the thing. the uh, uh, They may be two great RPGs, uh, but like the music could not be more different. Oh, very, very drastically <laughs> so different. So different in the music itself. Uh, so yeah, the, uh, this is the opening to uh, Final Fantasy IX, which has a, a very 
kind of medieval storyteller play mm-hmm. feel to it because that's sort of the the kind of the motif of Final Fantasy IX when it starts. You know that they're going to a, like there's a play going on yeah. and this band of thieves are going to kidnap the the princess and all this stuff. You know, so so it fits that like kind of theme and motif and everything. I almost and, feel like I could play it on a recorder. <laughs> you know, it's not too far off, and right. uh, uh, I I really do like uh, both the uh, the themes we have this week. So it'll be interesting to see uh, kind of where our fan base starts, you know, uh, going there, just because they're so radically different. I know the the songs for the second round. I don't even know how how we're gonna. F- I don't know how I'm gonna make choices. <laughs> it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be so hard. I had a hard time with a lot of our choices yeah. this time around. There there were a few where I was just like, okay, I prefer this one. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, like like so many of them have been so dang good. Right. Yeah. This first round, I wasn't expecting it to be as difficult to decide. Yeah. Because there was a couple of weeks where I was waiting until the Wednesday, bef- you know, the day before the end of the poll to make my decision because I just couldn't. Couldn't decide. Yeah, yeah. Get, get ready for more of those times. Yeah. yeah, they're they're definitely coming, especially into the second round. Uh, it'll it'll be even more difficult. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to vote, uh, you know, make sure to go to our Facebook page, find Legend of Retro. Uh, you can go ahead and vote on our uh, polls each week. Uh, you can uh, go ahead, of course, jump on our Discord, come to chat with us there. Go to gamesofthemedia.com. You can find all our other products and shows there, like the Noiseland Arcade, which is, comes out on Sundays as a Simpsons podcast. Yep. The Gamezilla podcast which comes out on Tuesdays. News and Dragons on Wednesdays. The Movie Blast with Bob and Bax on Fridays. And I almost forgot Last Action Podcast on Mondays, which yeah. does action movies. And then if you're looking for more content, uh, head over to our Patreon page. So patreon.com slash gamezillamedia. You can find bonus content for this show and others on the Gamezilla Media Network. Yeah, we have a ton of content throughout our entire Entire network available all through one Patreon page. So uh, do do make sure to uh, uh, hunt that down. You can also get uh, early access to our retro relapse videos mm-hmm. uh, on Sundays uh, through there. That's right. So I uh, I mean Uncharted has is a uh, kind of a, a benchmark in gaming uh, for its time, and it is retro glitch <laughs> whether you want it to be or not. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely worth looking into, especially with like the HD collection available now. You know, I mean, yeah, like, the fact you know, that the game had to be remastered <laughs> because it was old enough. Because it was not it was in so high definition oh, okay. graphics. Is that how we're defying these now? I'm not saying it's how we like officially are, but it's one of the factors. So Skyrim. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we appreciate you all listening to this week's episode. We'll see you all next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues.